Hello, folks. It's Thursday, June 20th. We've had some problems with audio. This is Fred McMurray, and we're on Pillars of Franchising. I'm with my co-host, Ray and Holly. Ray, Holly, how are you doing today? Doing great. Hey, Fred. <laughs> Ray, you always get to go first. Go on. Come on. How's the weather? <laughs> Well, from what I understand, Holly, you're underwater somewhere, is that right? I was. I'm through now, and I'm driving. So, yeah, it was, uh, we we have this lovely, lovely um, new weather system. I don't know. All my friends tell me it's global warming, but, you know, whatever it is, I got to tell you, they said it's the third wettest year in Cincinnati history. The first wettest was 2011, and I was in LA where Fred oh, oh. Uh, can you hear me now you're there right, are you there all right okay and the second wettest was in 1882 and I think that was a couple lifetimes ago um I'm not sure if I remember it totally clearly but yeah there's a little glimmer there anyway it's it's been miserable so I decided instead I'm going to go to Cancun on Monday and they can have uh, the rain here in Cincinnati all to themselves. Well, the weather here is, uh, well, it was gloomy all day, and the sun is trying to come out a little bit. It's about 70 degrees, which is perfect as far as I'm concerned. But uh, other than that, it's been a, a wet spring or almost summer now, right? Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Isn't tomorrow the first day of summer? Uh, two days, I think. I think it's Saturday, right? 21st? Is it the 21st of June? Yeah, it should be the 21st. Yeah. yeah the, our summer solstice. Yeah. So yeah. that's tomorrow. Yeah. Then it'll be the is countdown it? to winter. Uh -huh. Oh, I don't know what day it is. As long <laughs> as Fred doesn't do any pagan rituals out there with his whales, we'll be okay. Yeah, not my thing. <laughs> I will say it's been raining here. So for the guy who's uh, the the guy at the vineyard who told our one of our past guests, Kristen, that it never rains past May tenth. It's still raining. <laughs> oh man! So rain. Let's 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 kill off pillars of of weather and and talk about pillars of franchising. Who's our guest today, Ray? Oh, our Ken is our Ken. <laughs> our, guest, our guest is Ken Fisk, and uh, welcome to the show, Ken. Ken is the uh, Vice President of Business Development for Window Genie, a neighborly company. Hi, how you doing, Ken? I'm doing well. How are you, Ray? Trying to keep dry. <laughs> Us too. I'm with Holly. We're in Cincinnati, and I feel like it's time to go to Kentucky and find that ark that's down there. Yeah. <laughs> well, bad weather is good for Window Genie, isn't it? Bad weather is not bad for us. We get a lot of gutter cleanouts during this time because people don't realize, you know, how bad their gutters are and how much their basements flood when they don't get their gutters cleaned out. So it does work out well for us. As far as window cleaning, no, not when it's downpouring. In a slight rain, we can do it, but not in a downpour. But gutter cleaning's been great. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> under every what what do they say 
Under every cloud, there's a silver lining. More yes, gutter cleanings. Pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and as far as the home cleaning business goes, when the sun comes out, that's when people feel that they got to clean their house. So every time the sun <laughs> comes out, people feel, oh, man, my house is filthy. <laughs> Better call Molly Maid. Yep, absolutely. I love it. I think they need to call Molly Maid when it's raining like this because the weather, you're in the house all the time and it's, can't get out this summer you want to you want to get your house cleaned and in good shape so who's the molly made franchise here ray yeah yeah well uh i think so but i'm not sure maybe ken knows in cincinnati yes we do have a molly made franchise all right well hook me up ken i'm ready all <laughs> right i will i will do that for you holly <laughs> great so who wants to ask the first question Okay. Let's pick, let's pick a number. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I win. I'm going to win anyway. So, hey, uh, Ken, so tell us a little bit about um, your background and your, your history with Window Genie, and just let's um, get our audience up to speed on, on who you are and how you ended up um, in this uh, really strong company. Okay, well, it's an uh, interesting background. I was in the plastics industry for years, um, always been, you know, kind of into sales and operations. And um, I started looking into franchising because a friend of mine actually talked about it. So I found my boss, Rick Nonell, about 18 years ago, and he needed someone to step in and do training and help with the operations, build a manual do those kind of things. Uh, there was only three of us at that time. We had about eight franchises. We're up to about 138 now. Um, I have gone from the VP of Ops to um, VP of Business Development. I'm also the Director of Technical Services with Window Genie. Got into franchising, uh, you know, 18 years ago, but also met Dina Dwyer about, I don't know, about six years ago, seven years ago at an IFA show. And, uh, you know, so when I mean, I really got to know her well then, and of course, back then they were the Dwyer Group. Don Dwyer started the, the franchise, or the, the Dwyer Group, and started buying up franchises. Then they became neighborly, and now uh, in 2016, we were acquired by the, uh, by the Dwyer Group. So it's been a great ride. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So the Dwyer Group was always neighborly, but now they call themselves neighborly, right? Right. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. That was a bad joke, Ray. <laughs> I don't know. There's two people from Cincinnati here. I think we're going to get some turkey drops at some point. I, I just oh, I'm yeah. confident. <laughs> and I'm not on the Zoom call, so I can't flip Fred off, so it's all good. Yeah? No, and because it's a Zoom call, you don't get a turkey drop today. Sorry. I'll what? give you two next week. No, that doesn't count. Oh, come on. Come on. I'm flipping you off, Fred. <laughs> There's two of us from Cincinnati. Somehow we have to win. Yeah. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Ken, so tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, Window Genie, and you know, about the franchise itself. Sure. So, you know, Window Genie's been around since 1994. We started franchising in 1998. Um, you know, my boss is a great guy. He had the vision uh, of, you know, jumping out of a finance degree and 
a great job into being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, knowing that he's not going to make a lot of money starting a business, but he started window genie. He didn't want to get into janitorial and things like that because those are emergencies. You know, it's late nights, early mornings. Uh, you know, he didn't want to work 24 seven. Uh, so he started a window cleaning company and then it, you know, kind of grew from there into, to wood care and then from there into window film and now we're into gutter cleaning and holiday lights. So, you know, one of the best things about Window Genie is we have multiple revenue streams, you know, and all of our products are cross-sellable, such as window cleaning, window tinting, pressure washing, holiday lighting, uh, gutter cleaning, just about anything that has to do with mostly the exterior of the home, but also, you know, cleaning interior windows as well. Um, there's a it, there's a big big need for it out there, and we kind of bring professionalism to a very fragmented business, um, you know, and that that's that's really what we do. We have high repeat and referral business. Uh, you know, a lot of our customers we see them three or four times a year. Uh, it's either to get their windows cleaned a couple of times a year. You know, quite frankly, when I was a kid, my dad, you know, I never saw our windows get cleaned. Never. But I also think about that. I'm like, well, I didn't care. I was a kid. Who cares if the windows are clean or not? <laughs> you know? So, you know, 18 years ago, I thought, how am I going to feed my family with window cleaning? And, you know, here we are 18 years <laughs> later doing very, very well. Um, you know, and again, now being part of Neighborly, I think that that's just, you know, fantastic. And that brings a lot more to the table now. Yeah, it, it sure does. It sure does. Because uh, Molly made uh, so that our audience knows it's also a neighborly company and it does bring a lot more to the table and uh well to put it bluntly deeper pockets you know in case we need we need something uh we do have that available to us and in the case of molly made anyway it has worked out that the software that we use is is absolutely outstanding and uh it it takes uh, you know a lot of money to get that kind of uh development and software but one of the things that, you know, when you started talking about how uh, Window Genie started, uh, came to mind, and you, you said, well, nobody really wants their windows clean as an emergency. So, but has anybody ever called you and said, I want my windows clean now? Well, you know, of course, if people are having parties, um, you know, especially around, you know, graduation time, around Thanksgiving, around Christmas, uh, any, any holiday you can think of. Um, or, you know, like I said, if people want parties done, you know, they'll call us on a Wednesday and they want it done on Friday because they're having a party Saturday. Um, you know, and with our repeat customers that come back to us over and over again, we definitely give them preferential treatment. So if a new customer calls in, you know, we're going to do the best we can to service them. But if we have, you know, Mrs. Jones, who's been with us for the last five years, you know, we still have customers from 25 years ago when Rick started the business. Oh. Um, yeah, so preferential customers like that, we're, we're always going to try to get to them and do whatever we can, whether it's working, you know, later in the evening or working, you know, on a Saturday. Um, we're going to do everything we can to get them in to make sure that they have it. So jokingly, no, not necessarily an emergency, but, you know, an emergency, that statement is relative, you know. It, you know, it's an emergency if you're having a party this weekend, your windows are filthy and you realize it. So now we've got to get it taken care of. You know, gutter cleaning is really the only emergency thing that we do have. Oh, sure, sure. That's yeah. what I was going to ask about. How often do you have a gutter emergency cleaning? <laughs> in weather like like Holly and I are having right now, we have it quite often. Yeah. Our guys in Cincinnati are going crazy doing gutter cleanouts. As a matter of fact, I just had them do mine yesterday. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Because I oh, looked wow. at mine and it was pouring over the edge like a waterfall. 
Yeah, I remember climbing up on the ladder doing that. Wish you guys, I'd known about you back then. <laughs> oh, not fun. So can you wrap your services together um, for certain customers? Do they get, you know, packages where they can do uh, the gutter cleaning and, you know, and the window and maybe even lights, uh, holiday lights and in a year? Or do they, do you have any kind of subscription type thing like that? like service packages we do offer uh -huh. holiday lights isn't really involved in that holly because that's almost like a that, that's a whole separate thing it's a three-year lease program that we do Got with the lights but what we what we do is you know when we give quotes to people we have almost like a home inspection so we look at what they have we look at you know their gutters we look at their screens we look at their windows see if there's any mold and mildew to do you know wood care to clean off their decks their fences their driveways their houses whatever it might be we wrap those up together. We'll give them, you know, a multiple service discount. Uh, you know, we do those kind of things. Some of our franchises have like what they call a gold, silver, platinum um, service mm -hmm. package. And, you know, as a system, we're trying to put that together. The franchisees have kind of done some of that stuff on their own, which, you know, I, I think it does. There's some validity to that. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's fantastic because then they can, um, you know, maybe sandwich some other, uh, costs and those and those uh, those numbers too. I I want to follow up on what Ray was saying about the software package that Molly Made has. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of software packages are you know for your franchise for your franchisees do you offer? Well, it's interesting that you asked that, and I don't know if Ray even knows this, but we are doing a cross between Molly's and Mr. Appliances software. They're actually building us a brand new software for us to be able to use and roll out to our franchisees to give them the same quality that Ray and, and the people from Mr. Appliance have been able to experience as well. That's the wow. neighborly advantage. That is the neighborly awesome. advantage. <laughs> so who's the most likely or describe the most likely uh, profile of somebody that wants to buy a, a Window Genie franchise? What does that person look like? Well, Fred, you know, it's interesting that you asked that because back when we started, we had an owner operator model where, you know, the owner would go out and they would be on the truck and they would do everything. We did away with that about seven or eight years ago and we started an executive model. So now our owners are not out cleaning windows. They're not pressure washing. They're not doing the services. Window Genie is a marketing company that offers home services. That's really what we are. We specialize in how we market our business from our wrap trucks to our badge technicians uh, to our, um, you know, our marketing pieces that we put out there, our in-house pay-per-click campaigns, our SEO that we do in-house. So that's really who we are. That drives the phone calls. Um, some franchises out there require you to knock on doors. We don't. We do it through marriage mailers and through the internet. And that's how we get our name out there to help grow the business. We look for people that are not introverts, you know. You know, as Ray has been saying, and I've been saying, you know, we're a neighborly company. We have 14 companies that are vertical companies with each other. So they can all cross-sell everything together. We can almost create our own B&I group in most markets. So, you know, somebody that wants to go out and, and just talk about what they do, that's all they really have to do. The marketing drives the phone to ring. The owner will go out and do the estimates and meet with the customer and then basically go into the software, turn the work orders over to the technicians, let the technicians go out. So it's all part of managing a team is what it really is. 
So, so your typical owner is uh, works on the business, not in the business. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That is correct, Ray. That's that's. So, so a typical owner does how many hours? Would you say a week? When they get started, they're probably doing 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And then as the business sure. matures, my number one franchise who's been doing it for seven years, he probably works three hours a day. Um, yeah, okay. That's kind of what I was, so more of a semi-executive ownership. Could they hire out that role and have multiple units across the country? I mean, are, are they able to do that? Sure, they could definitely do that. The investment mm -hmm. level, Holly, is going to go up a little bit if you do that because sure. now you're paying someone's salary. But yeah, that's doable. Yeah, that's that's great. I think there's a you you kind of hit the whole gamut of 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 individuals. I mean, other than the owner operator, and what owner operator wouldn't want to divest some of his business? So yeah, that's that's a great model. Ray. Yeah. Well, I think it's is it time? Can you? Uh... Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> not a, not a <laughs> to do that. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Since this is being recorded, you can uh, definitely uh, put that in the recording later. So, folks, there will be an, a commercial at this point, period. Yes, a commercial. <laughs> so, everybody dance. Come on. Yeah. And we're back, folks. Ray, <laughs> your next question. <laughs> All right. Wow. I, I really like those commercials. <laughs> they were the best yet, I think. What do you think? With that three-second commercial, will be able to pay all the electric bills? I hope so. <laughs> I knew I had an anxiety attack to, today for a reason. All right. Well, let's let's get to let's get to the uh, the main question about Window Genie. You know. Uh, we talked about the type of person that, uh, you know, when the genie would be looking for, how about the, you know, the other part, what kind of monetary uh, incentives are, are needed for uh, window genie? Well, we are a low cost, a low cost startup business. So you're probably looking at a total investment range of about 90,800 to 150. Uh, you know, a lot of our people go through the SBA express loans, which is fairly easy to get through. Uh, they give you uncollateralized up to $150,000. Yep. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that's, that, that's, you know, that sounds like an easy business to get into. And is there a lot of uh, capital equipment involved? Um, in the beginning, it's about a $27,000 startup package. So once you've paid the franchise fee, you've gotten the startup package, um, you still have, you know, about $42,000 worth of working capital after that for advertising and, you know, just working in the business, getting things that you need. So there's not a lot of equipment. You know, there's a van, it's wrapped, it's got racks on it. There's window cleaning equipment, power washing equipment, window tinting, that kind of thing. But uh, that's all included in the 150. Oh, wow. That sounds pretty good. That's great. What kind of, what kind of margins are you putting to the bottom line, Ken? Can you give us just an average um, per your um, item 19? Sure. Um, our item 19 actually does not give that number, so I can't give that, Holly. But okay. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I look at an item 19, I always look at, you know, like the average job cost, average gross sales per transaction. You want to do sure. that. So when you look at our item 19, you can actually back into everything. Uh, the other thing Got that it. I look at is the average closing percentage. What is our closing percentage? And how many jobs do we do per vehicle per day? 
And that kind of helps you back into all of that. You know, the, um, the other thing I wanted to say real quick while we were talking about total investment, we also give a vet friend who uh, actually, vet friend was developed by Don Dwyer years and years ago. Um, but for uh, veterans, we give a discount of $7,500 territory. So we give them $7,500 worth of territory on top of um, the, the franchise fee. So nice. Sorry nice. if I jumped so around a little tell, bit. No, was, you, you're fine. Can you tell us some of those um, numbers in your item 19 for those listening? And, and just to, to preempt it, um, you know, what we're, when we ask the question of what those margins are on the bottom line, just so the audience knows and people that are interested in looking at franchises, the service industry, you know, Zarian calls it one of the fat poor franchise industries, um, tends to be much higher margins, especially professional services, um, because um, a couple of reasons. You know, one is, you know, it's not a tangible good that, that is valuing that, that service that's coming in. So it's valued on what is given to the customer and um, the, the customer's love for that, for that brand and, of course, the um, the continuous, you know, that you you've, you said you have all these repeat customers. I mean, that's brand loyalty. That's that's fantastic. So, so generally, the service industry is going to garner some higher margins than would um, a retail shop be. So, um, without you know, and I, I'm assuming, and just by the solvency of your of your brand, can that you're probably following suit to those higher margins in the service industry. So. Go ahead and tell us what's going on in your item 19. That is correct. Um, you know, a lot of things that, that, that you know, when we look at our item 19, for example, the average gross wage, wages for technicians are about 30%. So you're paying your technicians 30%. You know, we pay hourly in the beginning, then we move them to commission. So, you know, 30% of the job goes to the technician. Um, you know, if there's any job co product cost, it's about 15%. So, you know, again, you can back into the percentages based on that. Um, also, you know, our, IT, our item 19 talks about average closing percentage. Our average closing percentage is 69%. So 69% of the phone calls that you take, you're, you're going to close. Um, billable rate per hour, window cleaning is about $70, window tinting about $153, and pressure washing is about $101. Um, you know, as it... Uh, yeah, that's the average billable rate. Mm -hmm. um, average jobs per vehicle, you're looking at, you know, 2.9 to 3. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, that's really what per our item 19 comes day. Sorry, Ray? Per, per vehicle per day? Per vehicle per day, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, I'm going to try to, again, take a break for another commercial. Hey, franchise owners, how's your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence will get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. 
If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. The average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business. Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business and values the business using a sophisticated algorithm. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian gives our sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the standard in all other brokerages. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. Learn more at zarianfirm.com. That's zarianfirm.com. And we're back, folks. Uh, just a reminder, we're not live today, so you can't call in to 323-580-5755, and you can't chat. But we do want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show as messed up as the audio has been today. Again, we apologize. So, Ken, tell me this. Since you've already started into the item 19 bit, my favorite question to ask is, for somebody that is going to buy a franchise, looking at buying a franchise, what top three items would you recommend that they read first on an FDD, otherwise known as the greatest sleep aid uh, known to mankind to cure insomnia? <laughs> yes, and, and that truly is what it is, Fred. <laughs> I've, re I've read many of them over time, and yeah, it, it does get a little boring. But, you know, I, I would look at the terms of the agreement. How long is the agreement? Um, you know, is it, for example, Window Genie, we have a 10-year agreement, but you can sell at any point in time as long as we approve the new buyer. Um, you know, one of the things that we do is not only have help people get into business, but we also help people with an exit strategy to get out of business. So that's one of the first things I would look at is, you know, the contract, the length of time of the contract. Um, and again, I, I would look at, you know, what is your average closing percentage? Um, you know, cause I'd go straight to the item 19 and that's just me because I'm a numbers guy. So that's what I do. I go straight to the item 19 and I start looking at the item 19. Um, those are the first two things that I would look at. Um, and then, you know, not necessarily in the FDD, but you know, validation, what does it look like with franchises that have closed over time, which I guess you, you know, you can see that in the FDD, but that's something that I would want to know. So that when I make yeah, the item 20, right. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Get yeah. It. I mean, I, I would want to know why people closed, you know, I, it's, I'm not going to shut down the idea of owning a window genie or a Molly made franchise because of that. But I at least want to know, I want to be able to ask intelligent questions about that. Okay. Why did this person close? Why did this person close? So that you can right. understand, you know, why they closed if it was because of lack of support um, you know, or lack of training, which, you know, obviously I don't think either one of our, you know, brands have that problem, but I know there are brands out there that do. So I would look at that. So those are really the three things I would look at. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the support. Unfortunately, sometimes uh, owners don't take advantage of uh, things that the franchise offers them like support. And, uh, and, you know, 
speaking of which, we have a neighborly reunion coming up, and uh, are you going to be there, Ken? Yes, sir. I sure am. I wouldn't miss that. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be in the middle of August in San Antonio. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so, hopefully, I'll be inside the whole time and won't have to even go outside because I know it's going to be hot. I spent a year in San Antonio a long time ago, and I don't, you know, I just remember it was hot. But the Riverwalk is beautiful. I will say that. Oh, that yeah, absolutely. I've been well. There's been several conventions there, and I I have enjoyed the the Riverwalk. That's for sure. I did Austin in August. Uh, it's about the same. That, yeah, yeah. It's pretty probably hot. pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> the only place that was ever worse was Phoenix in August. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that because, but there, they they say, oh, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> yeah, I know. So is an oven. So for those of us <laughs> who are not neighborly franchisees, what are you talking about? Who goes? What is this event? Who goes to this event? Why do they go to this event? Ray, you want to take that, or you want me to? Well, I think guess, uh, so. Why don't you say? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. You probably know a little bit more about the, the uh, first. One, the first one I went to was I don't know. I think it was two years ago. So this will be my third one, mm -hmm. and it was quite daunting. I think there was about seven hundred franchisees from all of our brands. Um, you know, we have twenty-two brands total. We have sixteen here in the states, and the rest are overseas. Um, so it's a great thing. It's where everybody gets together. We get all of our vendors together. So we have vendor days. Um, we use it as a conference for our own franchisees, as well as a networking event, a large, huge networking event for all of the brands together. And that's what makes it really cool. So we have two days of our own brands that do our own thing. And then we have a vendor day. We have a neighborly day where everybody does everything together. We have what we call having fun in the process. This year, it's a casino night. Um, you know, so it, it's just a great thing. It's, it's where everybody gets together. We all talk about business. We all have fun. Um, we all network with each other. We do a lot of business, you know, talking about businesses. As I said, you know, we're big enough to create our own B&I group, to be honest with you, Fred. So that's really what our reunion is all about. It, it's, it's a reunion. It's all of us getting together every year to discuss the good, the bad, the ugly, um, and, and to network with each other and make things better as an entire system, in my opinion. And, and if you are a franchise owner and you are not taking advantage of a convention or a reunion, you are just really losing out because the most important things I've ever learned were from other franchise owners. And by you know taking what they've done, they've experimented with, and they've tried out, and implementing those in my business has helped me be successful. Is without without a doubt the best thing you can do for your business. And it's, sometimes it's hard, especially when you first start out, not to take advantage. Of, I mean, to at, you know to not go thinking I don't have time for this. This is just a big party. Well, guess what? You're really missing out truly missing out if you don't go to one of these. So I was going to say here, I thought it was a, a, a tax deductible drinking party, um, but you're saying it's not. It's not. The other thing that I, I would like to add to what Ray just said, it's true. When you first start a business, you think, oh no, I can't afford to go or I don't want to spend the money to go. 
you can't afford not to go. We also have within the within the neighborly group, I apologize, um, a company called ProTrade Net, and they're a bulk buying group for our companies, all the companies. So in theory, if you're buying equipment to get your business up and running and to con continue to grow, you get rebates back through that company. And a lot of times the rebates that you get back can pay for your time at reunion. So it, it really does work out. Yeah, absolutely. And in the case of Molly Mead, I, I believe they have some incentives for you to go to your first reunion. And uh, um, I don't know about Window Genie, but uh, I, I can't remember exactly what they are. But I, you know, I think they pay for your first time out or something like that. It's part, it's part of it. But uh, definitely go because you, you are losing out if you don't. And it's amazing how many people don't go and then end up not going to the second or the third one. I've been to every single one. And uh, the only thing I ever missed out, missed out is when we first were bought by uh, Dwyer Group then, I missed that first one. But uh, since then, I have been to every single Molly Maid convention and uh, neighborly uh, convention as well. Wow. Good. So, well, one of, one of the things, yeah, yeah, I just, I love this conversation. One of the things we talk about is, you know, one of the most important things for supporting the business is not just what the home office says in the franchisor. You hear a lot of people, they get caught up on one person in a marketing department rather than looking at the, the purpose of the franchise as a whole. So that is, that is that network of referrals that all of those people in the same industry, same business with you, and all of the ideas and, and, and thought, thought movements that can be generated um, at, at those network, at those meetings, and of course, even you know, becoming good friends with those people and, and following up afterwards when you have questions or concerns or maybe just want to talk about your business for a few minutes with, with a friend who, who's you know, been in business around the same amount of time, you know, hey, I, I'm thinking of growing in this direction, you know, what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts, what's going on with you? So, um, yeah, just invaluable, you know, but it brings me back to, you know, again, to support, which really does make the difference in, in a franchise. And, and of course, you know, with, with being a neighborly company, we already know, you know, they've got a, a great reputation of support. But can I ask you directly, Ken, what, what marketing support do you do? I know you said internet, and I know you said, you know, you do the, the mailings and the flyers. Um, how does that all work? Uh, do they give a um, national branding fee that, that, and then you advertise for them? Are they advertising on their own locally? Um, can you give us a little bit of breakdown on how that all works? Sure, absolutely. The way that we do it at Window Genie is when, when someone's interested in a franchise, they come in, once they've signed up, we go through a whole marketing performance. We go through a year of how they're going to spend their marketing dollars. We have a 2% fee that goes to our national fund, which helps with the neighborly program. Uh, and the neighborly program is much bigger than, you know, probably any of the local things that we have, uh, you know, are, they put a lot of money into pushing getneighborly.com. If you go there, you can find any service that you're looking for, find all of our brands. So that's where that 2% goes. Uh, it also goes to help create the brochures and to help, you know, create home show banners because we do a lot of home shows. Um, then they pay for their local marketing. And what we do is we lay out the performance. That's part of 
the uh, overall investment. We make sure that that's all included in there as well. And we go through month by month on you know what they're gonna spend their money on, how they're gonna spend it. We have franchise business consultants here with us uh, that work for Window Genie that talk to them about P&Ls, their return on their investments. We have a national marketing uh, manager here that also works with them on that, as well as a local marketing specialist. So we really focus on the advertising since we're not knocking on doors. We wanna make sure that the advertising is gonna be maximized, you know, the, the return on their investments. The two most expensive things in my, um, in, in our business are employees and marketing. So we wanna maximize every effort and opportunity that we have for both of those things, which goes to training, it goes to support, and then it goes to helping and supporting the marketing side of things as well. So are you doing any, um, or are they doing, or are you working with them to do it together? I, you know, I'm not sure how you have divided up, but um, you know, are they doing any pay-per-click or PPS, pay-per-sale um, advertising? Yes, it's mainly pay-per-click that the franchisee does, but we actually host that here in-house. So we follow, we do the Google Analytics, we make sure that they're getting a good return on their investment. We actually help sure. control what they're spending. Um, you know, so it, it, it really works out well for the owners because they don't have to think a lot about that. That's, that's great business in a box when, when you look at it that way, because of course the most sophisticated part of any business really is a marketing effort. So that, that's nice to know. And I'm sure that you all kind of move on a dime and upgrade as, as you know, obviously this is a very, very quick moving um, evolution in technology as far as marketing goes is, you know, now with, layering demographics and, and, you know, pulling people into them and, and of course, lead funnels that, that are being created, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, sounds, sounds like you're, uh, you're right on it. Well, we, we try very hard to make sure that that, uh, that that works out for the franchisee because, you know, with Window Genie, we don't sell widgets. So if they're not making money, neither are we. And that's our total goal is to help them, you know, make money and become profitable. Right. Awesome. A wonderful concept, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, I've been in business for 15 years, and I know I've had some strange things happen. Uh, as an example, we had a – this is before we recorded our telephones, but uh, uh, we had a client call in one day, and they were going through what we do and everything, and they and they was asked, if you have any questions, he says, yes, what will the girls be wearing? And I <laughs> – <laughs> so I basically said, I'm sorry, but we're not the company for you. Thank you very much for calling. Click. <laughs> so, so I was wondering, I'm sure with Window Genie, you've had maybe something that you'd like to tell us? I've, I've personally had things that I probably wouldn't talk about that have happened and, you know, going out to people's rooms and things. And Ray probably shouldn't have either, but go on. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because when, when I was thinking about this, I was trying to think, okay, what's the strangest thing that's ever happened? You there know, you go. Probably know, there's so many strange things that happen. Um, I've been chased by dogs. I've been chased by elks. Um, <laughs> I almost stepped on alligators. Uh, I've been attacked by a goose. Um, let me see. So those are just a few strange things that happen. As far as clients go, um, Man, nothing surprises me anymore. You know, after 18 years, nothing surprises me. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, I think 
and it's probably not strange, but you know, one of the things that we had happen to one of my franchises is they called me because the customer was complaining. They went to clean the gutter out and the customer called them and said that they didn't do a very good job. So they went back and they took pictures of it, completely clean, nothing in it, not even root, 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 root. The customer said, no, I mean the outside of my gutter. Oh, oh no, no, seriously. So you know what we've done? We've actually added that as a service is cleaning the face of the business. All right. All right. So that, that leads me to two questions. No, no. One, how often do you get people who want their um, outside of their gutters cleaned? And two, I want to hear more about the alligator story. <laughs> okay. So the interesting thing about cleaning the outside of the gutters is when you do a house wash, a lot of people are concerned about the black streaks on the gutters. Mm -hmm. A lot of times those will lighten up, but it's the tar from underneath the shingles that causes that. And quite frankly, a lot of times it's because people don't clean their gutters out, so they overflow and all that goes over the gutters. So that creates fascia rot, that also creates basement flooding, but that's a whole different story. So what I've learned to do is ask customers when they ask for a house wash, do you have any major areas of concern? And most of the time it is the gutters. So all the time now we have people asking us to clean the face of their gutters. So we get rid of the black streaks and we do that for them. Wow. And it's a lot easier to do. Yeah. And the alligator story? The alligators were, it was interesting. I was just down in Myrtle beach a couple of weeks ago with one of my franchisees. And, you know, I was watching the guys clean the windows and kind of working with them, just teaching them some different techniques. And I look over at the pond and I see this thing with its head up. And I was like, all right, what is that? I thought, you know, maybe it was a stick or something. Well, no, I got closer and closer to the edge and the thing started moving. I was like, all right, that's not cool. So anyway, long story short, we spent probably 30 minutes wondering if that thing was going to eat the duck on shore because it kind of parked itself on the shore. It never ate either one of the ducks, but the ducks never really got close to it. Then it started coming up in the yard, but we had a fenced, you know, there was a fenced area there. But it, 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 it was a strange situation being outside with that, not knowing, thinking it was a stick floating around out there. So oh, that's, yeah. the, that's the story with the alligators. And I mean, I could get into tortoises and, you know, raccoons and all different creatures. I've run into all of them. I am I like, curious where the elk chased you. That's, that's, uh, where were you? That was well, I've Denver. never seen any elk in Cincy, that's for no, sure. No, that was Denver. <laughs> Holly, I travel all over the country because I do. I go, right. visit, my, I, I go visit my franchisees. Um, well, Elton, let me ask you this. Will you yes, be traveling to Cancun on Monday? I will be there with you on Tuesday. All right. Yay. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yes. We're going to escape the doldrums of Cincinnati. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. There's no elk in Cancun, though. <laughs> no, there's not. No, there's not. Yeah. There are alligators, yeah, I, I think. I don't know. Uh, are the alligators or caimans? Close enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Hey, listen, I'm just, you know, for the audience, you know, we got to make sure we clarify that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now we're pillars of <laughs> reptology now. Okay. <laughs> All right. <That's> bad, <laughs> so another question for you. I know with um, having worked with Ray for way too many years now, uh, I know that all the Molly maids, um, have work with uh, to uh, increase domestic violence awareness. Um, what is the cause or is there a cause? And if so, what is it? And how do the in individual franchisees support it? If that question makes sense. 
Sure, absolutely. I, I mean, there always has to be a, a, a give back, if you will. So years ago, I started with the Make-A-Wish Foundation because we decided that we needed to give back. Um, as you know, it's, you know, franchising is like herding cats. Not everybody wanted to give to Make-A-Wish. Okay, fine. So what we did is we created our own called Windows for Wishes. It's W4W and it's Windows for Wishes. So what we do is we allow our franchisees to go out and do whatever, they, whatever charitable work they choose to do. Um, whether it's taking care of a veteran, whether it's cleaning the Ronald McDonald House. I happen to be on the board of directors for the International Window Cleaning Association, and we did that down in Savannah. We actually went and cleaned the Ronald McDonald House windows. Um, but each of our franchisees can give back to any charity that they choose to give back to. And what they do is they get that information to us, and we have a PR specialist in-house that tries to help get that out to the community to let them know what we're doing in those communities. Okay, so that was the International Board of Window Washers? No, no, no. It was the International Window Cleaning Association. Wow. People will create any type of... IWCA. <laughs> yes, okay. ma'am. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome, actually. Yeah. It's run by window cleaners. We're trying to, trying to make the industry better for everybody. Yep. Right. More transparent, I, I bet. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, it's opaque. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you oh, know, man. you know, yeah, Wait, but it's opaque. the voice of reason. Ask a decent question. Otherwise, we're going to I've got a great question. Territory available. What kind of territory do you still have available? Is there room for, I mean, we've got an audience out here that's going to see this as, you know, definitely a valuable, one, it's in the service industry. Two, you're obviously profitable three you've got multiple streams of revenue great support system what kind of territory is out there still available you said what did you say you had 138 already uh franchises is that what you said i i'm sorry that i didn't try yes. that earlier yes yes, yes did. you did okay good okay so what's available out there how many more do you want to sell what are your goals and what kind of back-end infrastructure do you have to support um quick growth because we all know everybody's listening to fred's show um, actually, we, you know, that is kind of really uh, growing every week. So we just, we want to make sure um, you market yourself here. Absolutely. We have the staff to handle at least 75 to 100 more franchises. Uh, we're looking to put in at least 100 to 125 more. Uh, you know, we don't want to oversaturate, but we want to make sure that, you know, we cover every major area, um, you know, everything from, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Manchester, New Hampshire, Akron, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, we have territory here, Dayton, Ohio, um, Rockford, Illinois, Springfield, Illinois, um, you know, Louisiana, San Diego, California, Jacksonville, Florida, Portland, Oregon, you know, Hartford, Connecticut, Las Vegas, Nevada, Reno, Colorado Springs. I mean, we have territory all over the country. Um, lots awesome. of areas to fill. And, and with that, is your, is your territory protected or exclusive? Our territory, that, that, that's actually a really good question. And I go back and forth with that. It is protected and it is exclusive because someone else cannot market, direct market into your territory. But the three things that we can't control is, or the two things that we can't control is radio and internet. So if you get a lead from, a radio, from radio or internet, you know, you can go wherever you want to do that. So that's kind of why I fall back on the exclusive territory versus protected. 
Um, but for the gotcha. most part, it's protective. We don't allow someone to deliberately market in another ter in another person's territory. Okay. Okay. Great. So uh, you, you said there was a uh, Window Genie in Tinley Park, uh, which is near me. Uh, what? How big is that territory? What? What? What does he cover? Um, that territory. Uh, now you caught me off guard because I don't know the area that well. But well, he, I mean, I'm, I'm asking that from a general standpoint. Yeah, uh, from a general standpoint, he'll cover about 30, a 30 mile radius outside of Tillamook. Okay. okay. So, so, so there would conceivably there could be one available in Naperville. There's absolutely one. Naperville, Schaumburg, Oak Brook, you okay. know, that whole area. Absolutely, Ray. Absolutely. Yeah. So, should we go ahead and ask the big question? If someone wants to... No, 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 wait. No, no. Ask that question. <laughs> oh, you got trouble, Ray. I'm the terrible one today. <laughs> we'll take another stop here so that eventually, hopefully, we can add commercials. <laughs> Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face -face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And we're back, folks. Want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting and thank our guest, Ken Fisk, uh, VP of Business Development for Window Genie, for putting up with us. Um, before Ray goes in and, and asks his final question, I want to know, what was it that you decided you didn't want to be a lawyer? You know, it's funny that you asked that, Fred, because I actually did take a year in college of business law. So interestingly enough, my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father, my uncle were all attorneys. So even if this was a joke and a silly question, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth to it. Um, I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to work with my hands. I wanted to help people. You know, um, people say, why don't you own your own franchise? I don't want to own my own franchise. I want to help you get better at what you're doing. And I've always had a passion for doing that from both a business standpoint and an operational standpoint, because I can fix equipment. 
I can build an engine or I can tell you how to run a business and become profitable and successful. So I didn't want to go through school that many years to do, you know, something that, that, that probably wasn't going to be a great fit for me. I can respect that answer. Uh, after my wife died and I was trying to decide what I want to do, I decided to go be a lawyer and um, I talked with a, a, a criminal or a criminal attorney who had been a prosecuting attorney and he said, if you really want to know where the money's at in law, become a real real estate attorney. And then he said, yeah, 90% of his time was doing paperwork. And I went, paperwork? Paperwork? <laughs> That's actually <laughs> And that was the end of that dream. Yeah. Perry Mason, yes. Paperwork, no. Okay, Ray, you got the last question. All right. So we, we've talked a lot about Minergini and, and what a fantastic franchise it is. And obviously, people from listening to this can't get all the information they need. So how do they get a hold of you in case they do? Well, they can do go to windowgeniefranchise.com um, or they can contact Holly Ford with the Franchise Consulting Company. Yeah, that's good. We can help you get, get your best foot forward. We'll, uh, because Ken's really hard on people, so you want to you come through the soft shoes first, right, Ken? Yes, absolutely. Um, but it is true. We do pre-screen you. We will get you know your confidential questionnaire. We'll look at your your financials and make sure it's a good fit. Um, because again, you know um, they they are looking at you as much as you're looking at them when you're trying to buy a franchise. Absolutely. So yes, windowgeniefranchise.com or Holly Ford. You can feel free to reach out to either one of us. Can they tweet at you? Uh, they can me. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. You want to take your Twitter account just for the LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, Facebook, whatever. <laughs> or oh, they can fly to Cancun and have a holiday this week. What do you think, right? Right. They could, or they could also go to San Antonio in August and meet us at Reunion. Oh, there you go. So are you going to be at the International Franchise Expo in Chicago in September? I was just looking at my calendar when you said that. I don't usually attend those. I international. I I uh, sorry. I attend the International Franchise Association um, show, but I'm not the IFE. So I might actually do that. All right. Wow. wow. Awesome. If you uh, do, I, I, I think Fred's going to drag me there, so I don't have a choice. <laughs> I'm going to drag Ray and Holly there. Yeah. <laughs> Going. Holly doesn't know it yet, or now she does, but yes. I do know. I'm always up to travel. You know that. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, folks. Well, this has been Pillars of Franchising. I want to thank our guest, Ken Fisk, VP of Business Development from Window Genie. Uh, I'm Fred McMurray. Uh, Ray Pillar and Holly A. Ford will be back next week, hopefully, with no, nowhere near as many tech issues. Thanks. <laughs> Have a profitable and enjoyable week. Thank you, everybody. Thank